Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Chad Sakonchik and his company, Better Legal. He, I'm bringing him on the show because I've been following his Twitter for a while now, and I was really impressed with how they've moved everything onto Bubble, and they're doing no-code development for their software to basically try to be a competitor to a company like LegalZoom to help companies and agencies get their business started faster and more compliantly. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So let's start off right at the beginning. So you you mentioned to me at the beginning when you were when you hopped on this before uh, that we started recording here that you transferred from a custom environment to something no code. What forced you or like wanted you to make that transition? What was the main reason? The cost of development was just going up and things were getting slower. Well, we our bubble version is what I actually called BL four, so Better Legal four. And the very, very first version of Better Legal was just a Typeform being pumped into Asana via Zapier, and right. then uh, legal documents being generated by WebMerge, which is now Formstack. And that was the entire stack. So we, we really started no code, but it was like before no code was a buzzword or a thing. It was just, right. you know, uh, Zapier released multi-step zaps, which made them more than just, you know, trigger an action. You could actually do a lot of things and, you know, put code in between. Yeah. So I, I started with my co-founder who was an attorney and we were just trying to find a right. faster way to get this done. Uh, and so we started with, with that system and then we migrated. We basically swapped out Asana for Salesforce, which essentially you could argue that Salesforce was the first real no-code tool because right. uh, there are just so many companies that do not build their own CRMs. They don't build their own systems. They buy Salesforce and then customize Salesforce. So anybody that says that no-code is not going to go mainstream just has to look at Salesforce's market cap of multi-multi-billions of dollars and see that it already has. Like no-code right. is not becoming popular. It has been popular with large companies for a very long time. So that was Better right. Legal 2.0. Problem with Salesforce is that it's just really, really, really expensive. And we wanted to allow customers to log in and see their own information and interact with us through a dashboard. And so we created these grand plans and you know, I hired some people off of Upwork, uh, front-end and back-end developer. And we spent about nine months developing what was essentially BL3 or Better Legal 3. Right. Um, then we started migrating people from the Salesforce account. Uh, and at the time, there were only you know, a few thousand people, if, if even that, uh, that we had helped form their businesses. And so then we ran BL3 for a really, really long time. In January, I did this thing called uh, Build Cell 30. And oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 I don't know how popular it still is. I think there's still like a discord group, but I'm not seeing like as much, as much stuff now, but, but I did that and I was like, let me develop my own app. 
So I took the bubble interactive course, which is like bubble.io forward slash lesson lessons, which is like the best way to start because you can actually yeah. do some things and build these mini little apps, like build your own little Google maps pinpoint thing where it gets the address or, you know, pull data from the Spotify playlist. So you actually get to see these kind of hello world things immediately. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, people used to write a whole hello world thing just to see hello world. And now in a matter of 10 minutes, you can put together like a Google maps app and yeah. do much more complex things, but it really gives you the, the idea of like, Oh my God, like I can really do this really cool stuff right. uh, in a couple of minutes. So then I built out this um, product that um, is still evolving called Trade Beacons. So if anybody's like a, a stock trader, it's just T-R-A-D-E-B-E-A-C-O-N-S, tradebeacons.com. Yeah. Uh, and so I built that as like my build, sell 30, 90 day or 30 day project. Uh, and the whole goal was just, you know, okay, well, can I build something that people can use myself without any help right uh and so i i bought a a course from two gentlemen named kieran and pablo they've got mm -hmm. a i think it's called the some kind of bubble crash course something on gumroad and i basically listened to that at like 1.5 or 2x and it, i spent about 10 hours watching their videos and going through and, and doing things as they you know kind of narrated and, you know, I think my experience in having custom code development previously really kind of opened my eyes to say like, okay, the hardest stuff for development is not the back end stuff. It's always the front end stuff. It's always how things look, the interactivity with the user, setting up a, a, someone's account, the, the registration process, the login process, the forgot password process, all of these things that are just foundational elements that you right. have to build from scratch. And so you have to do all of this work just to get to the start line. Whereas right. with bubble, it's that all that stuff is built in. And so you just say, you know, register email, password, boom, it's done. And so it automatically understands these elements that are just core functionality. And then you can develop anything else that you want on top of that. So I spent 30 days on this project and I remember it was really like two five-hour sprints, call it, or yeah. just where I sat down and did it kind of live. And I did like a YouTube stream after I had watched these videos. And again, I watched them at like 2X because it was it was really, I had understood the idea of development. I just really needed to know where, how the UI was laid out in Bubble and how things interacted with each other, how they named different things. So you know, right. a, a table in a normal database is a data type bubble. So just understanding these things and how they work. Um, but I got something basic, you know, stood up and I was like, this is it. Like, okay, I'm spending, you know, eight to $10,000 a month on part-time developers. You know, my business is bleeding money and we need to get to profitability. And the market was just starting to turn. And so the idea was, all right, we got to get rid of these developers. And the developers happen to be Russian developers. Right. So Upwork had already said, you know, these contracts you have with these developers are going to go away at such and such a time in the future. You can't hire any new Russian developers right now. But at this point in time in the future, we're just going to cease the contract anyway. So my developers, whether I liked it or not, were automatically already on the way out. And so 
I found a mobile developer that was fantastic and I've been working with ever since. And we've just been building like mad, but also working with an existing backend developer that I that that we have. And so the the bubble developer is the front end developer, and then still having a back end developer to do like custom plugins and things like that to develop core functionality that we still need. Like there, there still is no really good complex stripe plugin. And so right. we developed that kind of externally. We use Twilio chat uh, very religiously every day. And so we've, you know, outside of Better Legal, we've developed a plugin for that. And so we're we're rebuilding the entire system. But not only that, we're we're removing these ancillary pieces to bring everything in-house. And what I mean by that is the very first thing we did was just kind of duplicate the existing system that we have and then do a nightly sync. So people were still going to the website and buying from the old system. And then on a nightly basis, it would pump into the new system. And then, so, so we had people using both systems and then we kind of just removed access from, for our team on the old system. So they had to use the new system. And so we've been kind of like slowly doing these things Then we, you know, we finally, after having used Typeform for five plus years, if not six years, and Typeform having not added almost any functionality in six years, I think they've added like a Calendly plugin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They still can't do auto, auto complete addresses. They can't allow me to pull data from an external account in a form from in within conditional logic. So there's all this stuff that Typeform just was lacking. And for, for years, we wanted to rebuild the form for Typeform, but it was just so much other stuff that was like core to our efficiency that had to get done. We never got to do that. So now we've launched into our own form and rebuilt the payment process. And just as of this morning, actually, we've moved everybody to the new form and the new payment process. And, you know, there are glitches here and there, like, okay, is the Google ads pixel firing on purchases? And so we're kind of running around our hair uh, on fire a little bit because this is like yeah. the final step in moving everything over. But yeah, we've, we've also just gotten rid of Asana. So we rebuilt right. Asana within Better Legal um, so we can do task management. So in the old system, we had BL3, which was what people use to get in and, and manage the filings in the app, but also where our customers logged in to see the status and make changes and do all that stuff. Then we had Asana, which is the task management. So anything that needed to get done was assigned to somebody. So that was a second system. Then there was Typeform. That's what system pumped it into the system. So that right. was how customers got into our, our system. And then there's Twilio Chat. Uh, so that's another system. And then there's Google Sheets and Docs where all the documentation and all that other stuff is. And Zapier uses a lot of that stuff to like through the processes, go check to see what is the state filing for fee for New Hampshire? What is the turnaround time for this? And so there's just all of this web of stuff in all of these different systems that anybody that you know is a contractor for Better Legal actually doing a filing or customer experience type stuff have to go to all these different places, which just was awful. And so now we're slowly bringing everything in and starting to fold things on top of each other to where the limitations are being just kind of unshackled um, with us where, 
you know, when someone purchases now, we're like, okay, well, we're not using Asana anymore because we have Asana with our own system. Well, why don't we just make every single purchase a series of tasks? Because previously it was just like, oh, when it gets into this status, do this and then move to the next status. And then some automations would fire and then you got to do this and you got to do this. So now we can say, okay, well, let's just make tasks part of the core thing. So people know exactly what they need to do. And it's attached to the org instead of Asana being a separate system and BL3 being a separate system, you couldn't connect the two of them. Now, since it's together, we can say like to the contractor doing the filing, we can say, here's all of your tasks in one, in one area. And all you have to do is check them off one by one. But then we're also developing things like in our specific business, you have to, you know, we have bots that will auto file for us. So in different states, uh, for Texas, for example, is a high volume state. We don't actually don't do the filings. We push a button and it goes and it does the filing automatically. It opens up a headless browser, right. does the filing and, and does, does that. So there's no human errors uh, for those heavy volume filings. But on, on lower volume, you know, say it's Maine or Nebraska or Hawaii or something, they're still on, you know, Maine is paper filing surprisingly, but on other lower volume states, there's an actual form. And so we've got instructions on click here, do that. So anybody that hasn't done it in a while, or even if I get on or I give you the task to do it, there are instructions that tell you exactly how to file, what to put in what you know, field, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're building this thing that is essentially like a page that allows you right. to see the instructions in the right pane. And in the left three-fourths of the page lets you see the state website. So you can see the instructions and the state website on the same place, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. So there's just so many things that we're now doing with Bubble and bringing everything in-house. Documentation and spreadsheets are now being brought in-house so people can link to stuff and it all exists in one system. So if we bring in a new person, we can just say, here's your access to Better Legal's internal app, and that's all you need. And all the instructions, all the processes, all the buttons to generate, you know, automations and stuff all exist here instead of in 15 different places. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. That's interesting. Um, so I think one of the things that, because I, I know we both have a lot of experience now on Bubble. Um, I've spent, I think over the last 18 months, probably 4,000 hours just developing on Bubble. And, and uh, I'm really curious how your process goes for iterating on new features. So for instance, uh, what I've actually started doing is we got to a certain point where like 
now the demand is there and people are paying us a lot for it. But every time we have a new feature, we kind of want to go build that feature instead of like perfect the new one. And so one thing I've started to do recently is I'll just go and look through all the hot jar recordings. If there's errors, then I won't move on to the new feature until like every single error is like resolved. There's no, there's no problems. And I'm curious, like, do you guys follow a similar pattern of, I guess, feature development where you will only move on to a new feature if like all the problems with the previous feature are resolved? Or do you typically have like multiple features in development at a time and you're mainly focused on just speed, knowing that maybe if a little if there's some errors, it won't be a huge issue or for you, how do you approach it? Yeah, sadly, it's the latter. You know, we, we had this four, this app, this custom coded app that had yeah. been in development for four years. And then yeah. in the last eight months or nine months, we've had to copy all of the functionality, including right. more than 150 Zapier automations and all of this other stuff. And basically having to rebuild it over here and then migrate it and sync it and do all this stuff. So right now we're still very much just trying to get, it, it's almost like it's two steps forward, two steps back, but then like yeah. going the right direction, like going down the wrong path and then having to backtrack a little bit to get back to, you know, the juncture. So then you can go on the right path. So that's kind of what we had to do. But in the process, we've also, like I said, we've removed some things. So like, for example, like I said, with the Asana thing, having that externally was a massive headache. Right. A lot of things got lost and it was costing us $350 a month. And so we just said, okay, well, can we just rebuild this? And so we found a, a company that has like templates for this stuff. And we just subscribed to their template and brought it in house. So it's, it's now a template that is now ours that we've customized. But that was something that was just a, why are we paying these other people to do it when we can do it ourselves? And so a lot of the feature development lately has been, what are we paying a third-party service to do that we yeah. can actually do in-house and bring our, our SaaS costs down? Once we get finished with a lot of that, which we're almost done with, we still have the Twilio and the chat and phone and stuff like that we need to develop. But other than that, yeah, from now moving forward for the next, I would say for the rest of the year, it's very much going to be removing errors from the customer experience through we right. use Inspeclet, same thing, we use Inspeclet. But then also what is making our team's life difficult? What can we right. do to make our team twice as productive with less hours so then we can scale? So if we yeah. add another you know, 500 LLCs a month to our sales, we don't have to hire that many more people, if any. I would say at some point you kind of have to, if, if you're starting from scratch, I think you know, do the bare amount of functionality and move slowly. But sometimes if you got to play catch up and you're rebuilding something, copying something that exists and having to duplicate it, you can't, you can't move that slowly. You kind of have to build all at once very quickly. So. Well, how do you see, just to kind of like tie it all together for agencies who might be listening to the show, how do you help like, an, let's say an agency, for instance, they want to use this or they want to launch their agency. Like what's the unique or different experience for some, for your software than using something like Stripe Atlas or um, mm. using something like LegalZoom? Yeah. So uh, speaking of Stripe Atlas, Stripe Atlas only exists in Delaware. So oh, okay. if you live in Texas or Nebraska or Florida or California, you cannot use Stripe Atlas. 
Now, if you want to do there are complexities, you can go to our you can go to Better Legal's YouTube channel, see about what a domestic versus foreign LLC in. But generally, if you are living and working in a state, you should not be, I'm not a lawyer, so don't don't quote me, but you should not be doing a Delaware LLC or corporation yeah. because you'd have to do it there. And then you'd have to also do one in your state. So anyway, Stripe Alice is really developed for people that are outside the US to right. like, that's what Stripe is trying to do is trying to open up the amount of entrepreneurs are globally that can work in the US and develop software for the US. But like LegalZoom, I would say, you know, we, we've actually hired and fired four different people that worked at LegalZoom uh, that oh, really? came and worked for us. And frankly, they are just bloated with mental management that doesn't do anything. We had a guy that came in and could, we were on a, a Google Meet and he could not use a shared Google Sheet, could not figure out how it worked. And we we're like, how are you the head of sales? And now he works for another one of our competitors. So he's, he's middle management there kind of hiding out probably, but they're like a big cargo ship that's moving in a direction and they've developed processes over time. And at some point I kind of have a philosophy that every now and again, you just kind of have to throw everything out and start from scratch or else right. you're just bolting on and bolting on and bolting on. And you're making decisions based on things that aren't relevant anymore. Like I said, recently, we've been, you know, now that we're not using Asana externally, we've got it internally. We don't have to do this like weird pipeline change status thing that moves everything through the process. We can be much more nimble and completely change the process, but people yeah. haven't really been able to get that, get their head around that because they think that, well, this is the process and this process was developed for this reason. So right. LegalZoom just, you know, they're a public company now and they're just trying to squeeze every single dollar out of every single person. And so right. the, the easy math to do is when you have a company that is that has hundreds or thousands of employees, they have to feed all of those people. Right. There are people that are doing development, people doing customer service. There are people that are doing legal. There are people doing HR. There are people doing events. There are people doing yeah. social. There are all of these people that are doing all of this stuff. There's that many mouths to feed. And so they have to figure out how can they get the most amount of money per customer. Right. Whereas a small company like us that is using no code, and this is, I've been really harping this on Twitter lately, is if you've got a small group of people, we have probably a dozen or less than a dozen people that, that work with us in only small, a very small amount of them, I would consider full time. There are just less mouths to feed. We can charge less. We can be more right. nimble. You can serve more customers at a lower price point at a better service. We go as fast as the state. So if Texas is two days, it's two days. New York is, is one day, it's one day. Uh, whereas LegalZoom charges you their amount. You know, we charge $2.99 with no other of the weird baubles or upsells or whatever. LegalZoom charges, I think, $149 is their base. But then right. if you want it in less than 30 business days, not 30 calendar days, 30 business days, uh, you have to pay either another 100 or $150 for the rush service. It's not that the state is taking that amount of time. It's that they're just not getting to it yet because you didn't pay more. So after you start adding on, oh, I need an EIN. Oh, I need legal documents. Oh, I need it in less than 30 business days. I want it in seven to 10 business days, which is like their fastest turnaround. You're now paying seven, $800 plus to get the same service that we provide for faster 
at the 299 price point. That's for any business. I have a strong belief that in the next five or 10 years, as no code de develops and continues to evolve, that the smaller companies that are just getting started now that start on no code will be able to really upend and disrupt much larger companies because they right. just don't have the amount of people. And you know, every node you add to the game of telephone makes it more complex and slows you right. down further. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And for, for everybody listening to the show, you know, Chad's business, Better Legal, if you go to their website, betterlegal.com, uh, you can use their service if you're thinking about launching a new business or you're thinking about getting your agency set up. If you're if you're the freelancer and you want to launch an agency, feel free to go to his website. Is there any other way that they can get in touch yeah, with I'll you? Yeah, I'll give you a coupon code so you can link to yeah. it uh, in the show notes. People can get $100 off. So it's actually one Perfect. And the only yeah. reason we charge $2.99 is because Google and Facebook charge so much to run ads. And so <laughs> it, would, it would be less expensive if we didn't have to compete with people like LegalZoom who run up the right. cost of that first or second ad. Yeah. It's so expensive. So. 100%. Well, it's been great having you on the show, man. It's really interesting. I know, you know, I, I wanted to have a lot more SaaS founders on the show because a lot of agencies want to launch SaaS products. And so they want to hear how they're doing. They want to know what it's like, and then they want to go and launch something of their own. So for everybody listening, they're building a competitor to LegalZoom. They have some really distinct offers, some really interesting stuff. Again, remember all transition from custom to bubble, uh, which is a pretty difficult transition, but they've made it work and uh, we're excited to see the progress. So thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it.